Hey, Hugh. Lots hey, going hey. on these days, huh? <laughs> yeah, crazy, crazy times in DeFi. No, it's, it's going well. I'm just really busy. So our fund is a member of the Mutual, and we typically do monthly calls. Um, given that more people are interested in Nexus these days, I thought that we would uh, record this month's call and open up the discussion to a broader base of people. Uh, maybe we can start by you just kind of sharing what's on top of mind for you these days in terms of focus areas for the mutual. Yeah, um, so I guess we've spent the um, I guess we spent the vast majority of the last six months really focusing on um, supply side capital um, because that's been our kind of key constraint. We've had uh, we've been in I guess quite a lucky position or a good position where we've had a lot of demand for the product, especially from um, like pro prosumer type people either like hedge funds or bigger players in the space that want cover on smart contracts um but we haven't had enough capital to meet all of that demand so i guess our focus on the past six months has really been about scaling up that capital um but but over the past kind of six weeks or so um we've made quite a lot of success on, on that side of things um and so um and we've kind of scaled the, up the mutual from like four or five million or so up to um, 60 odd million um, now. So um, so we've made some really great progress there, um, made a few mechanic changes along the way of our governance proposals and, and capital has been kind of flowing in quite well. Um, and so now we've kind of got that, um, I guess, critical mass of capital. Um, you know, more is always good, but we've kind of got um, a decent amount that we can now start selling lots of, of cover. Um, we're now going to be switching our focus to the demand side a lot. Um, so we're kind of in the process of, of switching um, right now. And um, and that's that's going to involve, I guess, a couple of key things. One being um, building out um, distribution methods so that um, it's really easy to purchase cover, ideally like with a, with a one click on someone else's site. Um, so right now people don't buy cover um on the um they just buy cover on nexus's site rather than on partner sites and stuff but in insurance products tend to work best when they're sold at point of sale um and so that's kind of that's kind of one thing um but also like opening up the product landscape and things so um we're we're um, looking at building some new products like stack stacked risk cover to kind of cover all the risks in the in the in involved in interacting with DeFi, um and, and as well as things like oracle failure and, and stuff like that so that's kind of the um i guess more strategic shift we're doing um cool uh, so yeah. i i checked this morning um and it looks like i mean i remember you know several months ago maybe even kind of three months ago uh several contracts were kind of at, at uh max cover capacity right which i think is uh 20 percent um of uh total cover is that right yeah that's right yeah um and, and it looks like now um there's really uh only one contract that i think is there which is uh why earn is that right yeah that, that yeah yeah that's right and um and so now we still have cover on things like synthetics compound balancer are they um some of the other big ones um, I think Curves maxed out as, as well, just because of a bit of a quirk there, but it, um, it's, it's on the staking. So, um, but yeah, but the point being that we were maxed out on a lot of protocols before, and now we're only maxed out on a few. So, um, yeah. so it, it's, um, but, and the cover has grown quite massively over the past few um, yeah. months as well. So that's been really good. Yeah. So that, that may indicate that um, the, 
the, the um, capital pool is no longer the, the uh, constraint. And now, you know, we need to figure out, uh, you know, how, how to source additional demand, right? Kind of what you were saying. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. So it's interesting to me that uh, Y Earn is the uh, is the only contract maxed out. Um, I mean, there could be different reasons for that. Why why do you think that is is the case? Um, you know, where it's not um, it's not the the largest in terms of uh, total value locked uh, right now, right? Um, it may be top uh, ten or or five, but um, yeah, why don't you think like you know, um, I guess uh, MakerDAO, Compound, Ave um, are not even though there's more TVL, uh, they're they're not uh, maxed out. Do you have any intuition there? Yeah, well, I guess gut feel is that it's it perceived to be higher risk, um, just because you know Andre tests in prod. <laughs> I know people have done actual come um, audits and stuff of the code, but um, but you know everyone knows that. Maker and Compound and Balancer and, and the other ones are a bit more battle tested and um, have, have more kind of tri more traditional security um, yeah. checks and stuff behind them. So I think the perceived level of risk is a bit different. Yeah. Um, and and but I, th I think th I think this is where the um, yeah where the distribution stuff comes in a lot. Um, I guess the other the other thing that probably worth mentioning is is kind of the staking side of things. Um, now that we've we've got a decent capital pool, um, we have to make sure that we kind of look after the stakers and re reward them as much as possible. Um, so that's also going to be a, um, a focus of making sure that there's lots of cover purchases and it's an efficient process and, and rewards are good and we're kind of looking at that stuff as well. Um, I think that's going to be quite um, critical because if we can get if we get the stakers happy and we get demand happening, then the capital, in my mind, the capital will just come in um, when we need it to grow because um, the returns will be there for the stakers and then they need to put capital in to get the stake, um, to get NXM to stake. So it should create that ni nice virtual, um, nice positive feedback loop. Yeah. One kind of uh, interesting dynamic that, that you mentioned is that, uh, you know, something like Wireern, um, which is kind of uh, newer and more experimental, um, there's... Uh, there's likely a high, uh, you know, need for uh, for cover for, for that type of product. Um, uh, you know, a, a more recent one would be uh, Yam. Um, but there's also kind of uh, the challenge of getting, uh, you know, stakers, uh, you know, on those contracts to price it, right? So I guess in the case of uh, Y Earn, do you know, uh, was it like the team that that staked uh, early to to give uh, you know contract participants uh, decent uh, pricing? Was it um, you know auditors? And and how how are you thinking about that challenge, right? Of like getting uh, new contracts uh, to get uh, you know stake. Uh, on there to get reasonable pricing because I know like you know even in our portfolio we, ha we had a conversation yesterday with a team that's launching soon and they would love to uh, offer cover for their users but um, you know the the pricing is going to be such that uh, you know it doesn't make sense and in, 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 until people are staking on it right so how, how are you thinking about that issue 
Yeah, so it's the bootstrapping of the new products is um, is, the, is the challenge. I mean, you know, obviously we want there to be some material barrier. Um, I think yeah, Yam is kind of a good example there where um, no, basically no one staked and um, one person staked or two people staked and no one bought cover and then the whole thing had a bug. So, you know, that was, um, that kind of worked. Um, but, um, but we also need a way to bootstrap the protocols. And I think one of the, one of the things we're looking at there um, that we're getting close on is a, um, what we're calling a shield mining um, contract. And so that the way that works is say you've got a new protocol, they have a governance token of some description. Um, they can offer some of that governance token to stakers on Nexus that stake on their contract. Um, and that helps that can help bootstrap the initial market. Like just to get just to get it started. Um, yeah. so that so that the um so that the stakers know that they'll get something out of staking here rather than oh I just put a little bit on but then no one's gonna buy cover because the price is too high, et cetera. So it's time to kinda of to get over that initial hump. And so that's kind of an that's an example, a pretty um key one of um what we the type of thing we want to focus on to try and make sure that the stakers um, and that staking process works well. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Do we do we know if NXM is in the hands of any of the kind of big smart contract auditing firms? Uh, you know, like an Open Zeppelin or uh, you know any of the any of these well-known auditors, um, because it seems like that could also be uh, you know a solution here, right? Where uh, you know like the the, the uh, project that I uh, I mentioned that you know I was talking to the founder yesterday you know they're undergoing an audit right now um, and if um, the you know auditor after they you know complete the audit also um, you know had an exam and, and staked on it and had had incentive there and could earn from that you know that that could be a, a, a way to uh, you know bootstrap this to get uh, pricing right so that you know that the users could could get uh, cover. Is, yeah, is that no. happening yet, or or uh, what are your thoughts on that? Um, so basically, um, it there are we we know I know of auditors that do have um, tokens and are involved, um, but it's more on an individual auditor basis rather than the firm them, themselves. Um, so, um, but I think that's it's I think it's an important thing. We we really would. Um, love to kind of bootstrap that will get that network up and running a, a bit more than it is there's um i think there's there's some like you know perhaps cultural barriers or um to get across um there um but um i think we i think we can do it um like you know because auditors often will just look at our job is to audit the thing rather than also put our own specific money behind stuff we're a service business we're not like don't have heaps of capital um yeah. and so you know there are there are there are some non um trivial um hurdles to get through there but um but that's definitely where we we want to get and working out the right model for that um is going to be key so we're, we're starting to look at that bit more and, and we've got some good community suggestions on on ways to to do that um for example like um mint a few extra nxm tokens and grant them to some um, audit firms based on the kind of past history and stuff like that and then they can stake those as um and they can keep the rewards any rewards they get from that but but they um but the initial grant of tokens can never be sold or something so that, that kind of thing could um could work quite well 
Yeah, I like that. That hasn't been proposed or anything like that, right? Uh, formally, it's just kind of an idea within the community. Yeah, it's an idea within the community on the discussion forums and stuff that we've um, that we parked for now, given everything else that was going on. But um, but I think it's um, time to start revisiting some of those things. Yeah, I really like that idea um, because I do think again, like kind of uh, you know your your explanation for why uh, you know why earn is capped and the others aren't makes a lot of sense. And I think uh, you know I've always been excited about uh, you know looking at the nexus tracker and seeing like what new contracts uh are, are getting uh you know staked uh and getting cover um because it, it's tended to be a good kind of indicator of, of of new projects in the space but um you know some teams don't uh you know have uh nxm or don't have the awareness and so yeah getting uh, you know this process by which um new projects that are that uh you know have been audited and and uh have uh you know sound code uh can get nxm staked and uh, get decent pricing i think that that is important I, do, you, do you know in terms of why earn like um was that a case where the team uh staked or um you know do, 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 do do you know why that that as a newer project was able to get uh you know a lot of of nxm staked well i guess the project's been around for a little bit and um yeah. i think i think that some of the teams staked initially um to just kind of get get it up um to, to some level of cover and then obviously the the recent changes with the vaults and all of those product features that have that andre's been pushing recently have um have you know massively changed the the, the usage of the platform and then, then the cover kicked off after that. Yeah. And I mean, the shield mining idea is interesting, although it seems like a lot of these uh, kind of, you know, newer uh, yield farming protocols and, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff we're seeing in DeFi is, uh, you know, uh, not uh, that risk averse. Um, and so I, I'm curious, um, have you heard from a lot of projects that are interested in doing this type of thing from from the, uh, the you know the project side I guess the appeal is um, it's really kind of signaling uh, like users to uh, you know to be to be more cautious I guess how do you see the the benefit on the uh, you know the project side from doing a, a shield mining type of thing where um, you know, NXM stakers um, actually earn, uh, you know, the, the the governance token of the, the, this new protocol. Um, it, I think it, it's going to help them a lot in attracting more institutional type liquidity um, because we often, I've had numerous occasions, there's, there's probably about four or five institutional liquidity providers across De DeFi that um, get in contact with me and go, um, <laughs> have done recently like are you offering cover for this product we want to provide liquidity but don't want to do it without the cover mm. um and, and so it's the, the fact that the cover can be there can help the that protocol you know bootstrap their liquidity and so i think and and also like you know it's it's a bit of a signaling thing that you know security is important to us yeah. um we you know they also have the option of buying cover but um this probably i, I kind of like this approach a bit better because it kind of aligns 
um, interests better. And, uh, you know, if, if for example, the um, I don't have a problem with either of these, but if the protocol buys cover itself on behalf of users, it kind of um, perpetuates that um, thing of, oh, if something goes wrong, the project will look after me, rather than, um, you know, pushing it onto the, um, the individual, which is, I guess, what we're, um, the kind of philosophy that we're trying to take in DeFi, I guess. Um, so, then, and to me, that works a bit better. We can help bootstrap the insurance market, but it's up to you to take the cover. Yeah. So is is shield mining, um, do changes need to be made to the uh, the Nexus smart contracts currently to, uh, you know, to enable this? Uh, or is this something that could happen now? And when do you expect, like, the first project, um, you know, to, to implement uh, shield mining will happen? Yeah, so um, we've got a, a, a smart contract that's basically separate from the Nexus system, but it reads data from the Nexus system um, that, that would essentially distribute the rewards. So it's a it's a different contract, but um, so we're, we're developing it now. It's in audit, um, final stages of audit. So we're just um, at that basically at that point. Um, and then we've got... Um, We've got a bunch of projects that are very interested in doing this, and it's kind of going to be tied to their launch um, and stuff. So, um, got a good pipeline of that and of that coming up. Nice, nice. That's exciting. Um, I, another kind of uh, you know aspect that we've talked about in the past um, that I you know am excited about, but um, I'm not sure that 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 it's on the necessarily the, the near term roadmap, but is um, you know, this idea of kind of delegated staking, right? So, uh, you know, one confirmation as a fund, we, you know, we own NXM, uh, you know, we don't have the skill set or time uh, necessarily to, uh, you know, to, to stake, uh, you know, to audit smart contracts and, and, and stake. But, um, you know, we would potentially, uh, you know, be interested in delegating our, our stake to, um, you know, a, a high quality, uh, you know, individual or firm that uh, that did have that skill set in time. Um, so uh, wh- what are your thoughts on, on this idea of kind of delegated staking? And is this something that, um, you know, is on the kind of either near term or long term roadmap that could, um, you know, enable at the end of the day, uh, you know, like more efficient uh, smart contract pricing, which I think is, um, you know, is pretty critical right now to, uh, you know, our, you know, one of the main objectives that you, you mentioned at the top, which is, uh, you know, increasing uh, active cover. Yeah, yeah, it's, um, I, I, like, I love the idea, um, and we've thought about it a lot. Um, it's, you know, it, it's simply a matter of priority. So it's probably not on the absolute near-term stuff. Um, there's probably a few other things that are a bit more important right now, but um, it's definitely um, something we're looking at. Um, one of the other things we want to do is um, we're, we're looking into potentially um, changing the reward structure slightly um, on the on the staking um, and have it, like stream over time you know we're still in kind of investigating this stuff but um rather than it all get paid up front when someone buys cover have it stream over time so that um if people join the staking pool after a bunch of covers have been bought they're still exposed to risk but um that it may not necessarily get many rewards um so it's kind of aligning it a bit better so um yeah so there's there's definitely stuff that we're um looking at on the staking um, approach in general because you know it's key to what we're doing so it's kind of making sure that it works for everyone mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Got it. Um, okay. Maybe um, it would be helpful to get an update kind of on the team side. Um, you know, I think one thing, since we invested last year, um, you know, when we initially invested, I think, you know, we talked about this, one of the, uh, you know, the biggest, uh, you know, risks or red flags was kind of the fact that um, it, it, the the smart contract work was basically outsourced. Um, and, um, you know, part of, you know, your plan was to bring in, uh, you know, a great, uh, you know, engineering lead to bring everything in house. And, uh, you know, you obviously found Roxana, who I think, you know, from my perspective has, has uh, been, uh, you know, an amazing hire and, uh, you know, done a great job bringing all that stuff in house, but maybe what's the latest on, on the, on the team side, um, you know, on how that's going and also, uh, you know, near term priorities for bringing people on. Yeah, so the team's going really well. So we're all in the house right now, um, which is great. Um, got um, everyone's like really kind of getting getting stuck in and <laughs> we just have a massive list to get through. The, the hardest, the absolute hardest thing right now is prioritization. Um, so many ideas and so many good things and trying to work out what the most important thing to do is right now. Um, especially when things move so quickly in DeFi and it takes you a while to develop smart contracts. It's, that's the that's a big challenge. Um, so, yeah, so things are going really well on the team side. We're also looking to hire um, probably another, we're looking at another Solidity dev. Um, and the other key hire we're trying, we're looking to make, um, we just kind of started, um, is a head of business development. So basically looking at integrations and B2B sales stuff and, and that type of thing. Um, they're also going to be a key hire for us. Cool. Yeah, I know, obviously, you know, I think you mentioned this uh, a bit earlier, but um, B2B has been a, uh, you know, an important, uh, you know, focus for you um, really, you know, f for uh, a long time now. And you've kind of been leading that stuff, right? And, and so this BD person, you're looking forward to, you know, lead a lot of those discussions. Yeah, exactly. So um, lead on things like integrations, also, you know, partnering up with anyone that wants to do the shield mining um, then and also like um, getting more um, like, you know, B2B sales in terms of like a hedge fund or someone that wants to get cover and you know, bringing them on board and, and working out that process. Um, the, the other interesting aspect, which we can do without too many changes, um, is essentially create tailored um, products. Um, so, for example, um, it might make sense for Nexus to get involved somehow in, um, and I'm just using this as an example, but um, but say Maker, right? They have um, the the MKR token, which you know, if something goes wrong and this um, um, it gets minted and um, sold to kind of recapitalize the system and stuff like that. Um, so um, there could be a, a way where. Um, Nexus gets involved as a reinsurer or you know insurer or something like in the stack there somewhere, um, and takes some level of risk because I think with those types of models in general, if you have a an event, um, then the governance token that sits behind it um, is probably likely to um, drop in value, and so you sign kind of selling at the worst um, point potentially to kind of um, pay for the issue. So mm -hmm. So we could potentially partner with other protocols um, to kind of protect some of their black swan risk. And, you know, we're not going to cover absolutely all of it right now, but we can um, we can step in and be a, um, a part of that and cover 
um, a, a decent chunk as we grow and, 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 and that can and that can help. So, you know, things like that. And we're just kind of at the early stages of thinking about that type of stuff. But that's the type of thing that um, the head of business development can also um, get involved in. Got it. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, now, like, now that the capital pool is so big, there it, it feels like there's just uh, a lot of uh, – different directions that that we could go and i guess it's a matter of uh you know figuring out uh, obviously you know the best direction but i guess kind of related there um you know i think a lot of people outside of uh crypto that you know are m- more familiar with uh, traditional insurance they kind of look at what we're doing and they say uh well um, you know, the way that most traditional insurance companies make money is, uh, you know, on on the float, right? Kind of investing um, the, the capital pool. Um, and right now, the capital pool is uh, is just ETH. Um, and, you know, I tend to think just ETH is, is a good uh, investment right now. And, um, you know, the it, it, it's it's probably uh, you know a, mostly a good thing that uh, you know we're in just ETH. But um, how are you thinking about um, kind of the future of kind of managing uh, the capital pool um, and you know doing other things potentially with the capital pool, whether it's uh, staking or ETH or you know getting uh, exposure to other tokens or, or, or things like this. Yeah, so it, yeah, it's critical. Um, we have to do it. Um, so the what we're planning on doing here is um, con- constructing a like a, basically a constant mix type strategy where we're going to we say we want to put five percent of the assets into five um, percent of our assets into this and ten into that, twenty into that, etc. Um, and then like rebalance them over time. And so that's kind of important. Um, from um, a matching point of view, so ideally when we um, what, when we get a little bit more scale and stuff it becomes quite important that we're having um the right assets to back the liabilities um so if we write lots of eth cover we should still hold some eth denominated assets if we write lots of die based cover we should hold us dollar based assets um and so making sure that 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 works um but also earning that yield and and so i think one of the we definitely want to enable it it's a question of priority prioritization and timing um the the kind of the one thing we have to be careful of is um, we have to hold stuff on chain, so we have to. It has to be done in ERC twenties. Um, but that, if we invest in tokens that are also we're also covering, we don't want to accumulate too much risk because then we could like pay a claim and lose our assets at the same time, and so that could be quite bad. So we have mm-hmm. to kind of we have to kind of choose assets that are a bit different um, and a bit more, um, I guess, less risky perhaps. Um, and so. The, there are the investable asset universe on that side of things is relatively small like right now which is why we haven't massively prioritized this um but it's definitely there and we've definitely got plans to do it yeah but it's uh what i'm hearing is this is maybe like a uh a year out or, or something thing um rather than a you know next 12 months type of thing is that uh, is that yeah. kind of thinking about it yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about it. And hopefully, kind of, you know, hopefully we get it done before a year. But you know, it's it's hard it's hard to tell right now. But that yeah. but it is it is on on that um, scale. Like it's not. There's definitely stuff over the next three months that uh, is more important than that. Yeah, I mean, this is the type of thing too that um, 
you know, hopefully we, we get um, more kind of community uh, interest in, right? This is the type of thing where I, I, I could see, uh, you know, just a community member uh, proposing, uh, you know, an idea for, uh, you know, how we kind of allocate the capital pool and, um, you know, community members getting behind it, things like that, right? Like, I think the idea here is is to um, really get more community participation on these types of things. And, and you know, hopefully the, the best, uh, you know, ideas kind of rise to the top. Is that uh, is that also how, how you're thinking about it? Yeah, exactly. So we have to make a few technical changes to make to, to implement the, yeah. the, stra the strategy, and yeah. so to make the to make it actually functional. Um, and so then once we do that, um, but kind of coming up to doing that, we basically want to go look. You know, these are the assets. This is what we think we should hold. But you know, get the community to really um, buy into that process and, and make some suggestions. Yeah, I guess related to that, um, you know, obviously one of the big. Uh, I guess the, probably the biggest criticism, I think clearly uh, we're at a point where a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of people are really excited about Nexus and, um, you know, a lot of DeFi is, is kind of getting behind it. But, you know, one of the obvious criticisms people have is the, is the KYC. Um, and, um, you know, there's there's been like community initiatives to allow people to get... Uh, you know, NXM exposure without uh, KYC, like uh, wrapped NXM. Um, but I guess, how are you thinking about, um, you know, further decentralization? Um, you know, I think, you know, our, our view uh, as a fund has been, uh, you know, things tend to work best when they're, uh, you know, relatively centralized Initially, uh, you you know you can move quickly um, and you know have a high degree of coordina uh, coordination. But over time, um, you you know you need an eye towards um, you know more decentralization. And I think you know I th I think you one of the reasons why we were excited about working with you in the first place was that you kind of shared that uh, that vision. But maybe talk about like practically uh, how how is that going? Um, and what are some maybe uh, you know near-term uh, plans um, for for further decentralization? Yeah, um, cool. So it's basically three um, three core things that we need to to do um, on the decentralization spectrum, and then we can kind of get to a, a decision point, and I'll get to that in a in a second. Um, and so basically, what we need to do is. Get the pricing model um, fully on chain. So right now we're kind of iterating on it, just tweaking it and, and stuff. And it's easier to do that off chain and and stuff. Um, and so um, once we're kind of like hard on that and happy with the model, we'll put it on chain. Um, so I feel like we're getting close there. Um, the the second one is the capital. Well, here, model. just just so uh, you know, for some people listening, actually myself included, uh, maybe talk about uh, what exactly. Uh, what exactly is happening off chain right now in terms of pricing? Yeah, so basically to get a quote, you need to get a uh, you call an off chain API to get a quote, and then yeah. that that provides a signed message, and that has to link up with the transaction on chain, and then it goes live. Um, so you can't actually buy cover without getting that off chain quote from our um, quote engine. So um, the the idea being in the future that you just call the smart contract on chain, and that's just done completely on chain. Um, and so essentially it's a 
we're just kind of tweaking the model and it's easier to do that off chain than, than on chain. Yep. Um, and so we're kind of getting close there and um, I think there's a few more things to go, but you know, that's that's kind of within sight. Um, the second one is the capital model. And so there's this big complicated beast of a capital model that sits off chain um, that runs once per day that basically goes, this is how many covers we have. So this is how much capital we need to back it. Um, and now what we're going to do is switch that um, to basically just have a factor run on chain so basically you know just a percentage of the cover that's bought is is therefore the the capital that's required and then what we do is we'd run the capital model independently and any allow anyone to run it independently um and then to the extent that it gets out of whack with what's on chain we can update it via a governance action so that would be um that'd be a way to way forward on that one so it's kind of that's kind of tangible we know what we have to do it's just a matter of um doing the work to get there um, the third one, the third kind of category of decentralization is a, it's a bit more challenging, but um, we've got some good ideas on. And that's all of the really kind of hard stuff to govern. Um, two, two real things. Um, one is doing the punishments on the claims assessment. Um, that's currently done in a centralized way, and we want to have a broader group and then done in a more decentralized way. Um, and the third and the, and the second one is managing correlations. Um, so basically, you know, if, um, if there's two risks that are really highly correlated, we don't necessarily want to offer um, standard up to 20% of the capital pool on it because if one goes down, the other one will go down as well. Um, we kind of want to link them up. And you, you can only really do that by having some group of people that um, is looking at the correlations and the capacity limits across risks and managing things um, on a longer term basis. So. Um, so we need to work out a good way of doing that. We've got some solid ideas on it, but that's kind of a, that's kind of a, a bit more tricky. Um, the and then at that point, um, you can decide, or, or theoretically at any point before that, um, if you're willing to take a bit more risk, um, that you could get rid of the legal wrapper um, that Nexus has. Um, and if and if you do that um, and go to essentially a fully decentralized DAO, then you can get rid of the KYC as well. Um, I guess. The one interesting point on the KYC, I, I hate having the KYC personally, but um, I consider it necessary. Um, the the one interesting point is that there are, because a lot of our users are actually businesses, um, it, some of them really like having it because it gets them over the line and the ability to use our protocol um, for, because it's because um, they know who the counterparty is and it's um, it, it ticks a few compliance boxes. So, um, so it doesn't necessarily fit with the whole DeFi um, like core ethos. Um, and I think we should get there anyway, but it, it is an interesting counterpoint that some of our customers actually really value that, um, which is you know not what you would think. Yeah, yeah. But um, on the, the business side though, I mean, there's not many, uh, like 95% plus of cover right now is, uh, is kind of, retail right it's it's users taking out their own cover rather than uh you know th than businesses buying cover on behalf of users right uh so what but what i'm talking about here are businesses buying cover on behalf of themselves um okay. but yeah but they 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 um are more willing to get involved because it's um uh, yeah, more Got it. I guess. But even that, even that, like it, you know, businesses either buying for themselves or on behalf of users, it's it's a small percentage of the total uh, cover right now, right? 
Um, I actually, they're probably a, a big chunk of what um, the cover holders right now. Um, oh, really? So the, the people buying the larger covers are, um, are, are basically hedge funds and, um, you know, um, professional yield farmers, perhaps, is, a, is the best way of describing them. Okay. What what percentage would you say that is? I I, I haven't I haven't done the full breakdowns and stuff because um but it, I'd say it's probably um, close to fifty sixty percent. Oh wow okay okay cool um okay I mean I guess one of the things uh, maybe stepping uh, a little away from um you know Nexus uh you know right now um but one of the things you know we're talking to with a bunch of our, our portfolio is, um, you know, is the, uh, the fees, um, in Ethereum right now. Um, and for some, uh, you know, types of products, the fees are becoming a real problem. Um, for others, uh, not as much. Um, how do you think about, uh, kind of fees, um, on Ethereum, uh, generally, uh, both, you know, how it, you know, it may impact uh, DeFi um, broadly, or and how it may, may impact uh, Nexus. You know, if, if at all, uh, in the near term or longer term, is that something that you're thinking about or worried about right now, or or, or not really? Um, no, it's definitely a concern. I think, um, I guess my perspective on this, it's not, it's it's a it's a barrier for us, but it's not a critical one right now, given that we're generally a higher value transaction type protocol um but um but it's it's basically not going to be sustainable for us longer term um so i guess our strategy here is um wait till um it's really easy to port over to a layer two of some description and then um you know let a few other projects do it first because they're probably higher priority than us um and then us to be a fast follower on, on that type of thing once it's a bit more bedded down um, and so that way we can focus on um, other things. Um, so yeah, look, it, it is. Um, I mean, it's dampening the activity a lot. Um, to me, it's making things less. Um, also, it means it's you have to have substantially more money to make the things yeah. work, right? So, so it means the more professional users are kind of winning out at the expense of the the small person. So, um, I mean, things like wire and bolts and stuff actually help because they kind of spread the gas amongst everyone else, which is really cool. Um, but um, yeah, so I, I see it as a, it is definitely an issue. It's something we talk about reasonably regularly, um, but we're not taking massive action on it right now, but we're just kind of um, doing research to work out what the best approach is going to be. Got it. Um, and you're not really thinking about uh, other chains uh, at this point. Um, it's still, you know, very early for that. Is that, how you're, how you're yeah so we want to we need the capital pool in one place um unless there's some fancy way of doing that cross chain i don't know um i'm not technical enough on that stuff um but um so we're much more likely to go to a layer two um solution and because we want composability i think it's more likely to be like an optimistic roll-up um version so some of the um some of the other solutions out there right now are more kind of suited to um like lots of little payments or trading or something um mm -hmm. and that's and that's not really going to have my understanding is that's not really going to have a massive net benefit for us because um 
you know, we don't have a lot of transactions that net off against each other and you can just update once on chain. Um, it's more, um, it's that that isn't really the use case that, that suits well. It's going to make a lot of savings for us. So we kind of need um, the optimistic rollups. Got it. Got it. Okay. Um, what, what are you? What are your thoughts on just DeFi generally? Like, it, it feels like, um, obviously, over the past three mo- few months, things have gotten pretty crazy. And it feels like, I mean, w- w- the, the Mutual has done uh, one payout to da- of a claim to date. Is that right? Hugh? Hey, sorry. Um, no worries. No worries. <laughs> um, yeah, so we've done one payout to date. Um, well, uh, multiple payouts as a result of one event, so the BZX hack. Um, yep. And so that, that's kind of, I guess, where we're at. I'm pretty sure we will or we would, I don't know, pay out as a result of the open hack, but um, there's one person with a claim. Um potential claim there they haven't actually submitted it yet so i guess we'll just wait and see um mm. but but that, i guess we probably would have paid out as a result of that one um and but yeah that's kind of i guess that's kind of where we're yeah where we're at right now i think it's also i think it's also important that we're going to review the the claims mechanisms and stuff um so we've got a few ideas there to make it a bit smoother and stuff um so yeah i think that's going to be important as well got it yeah it feels like we're uh, we may be due for some other claims, um, you know, if, particularly if, if uh, you know, DeFi continues on its on its current trajectory, because it does seem like there's uh, a lot of kind of risk-seeking, uh, you know, behavior right now that, um, you know, that that may, uh, you know, run into issues. But yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, on the on the claim side, um, there are some potential changes, right? Like, um, I think uh, partial claims, for example, right now is not something that uh, that we're enabling. Is that correct? Yeah, sorry, that's correct. That's one of the things we've got on the on the roadmap, and we just, you know, again in the prioritization phases of stuff. But like to me, that's a really key one to open up the product development space. Once we have that, we can do a, be a lot more um, clever about the product side, um, about what, what we offer. What, what needs to be changed um, for that? Isn't that something that uh, is up to the, uh, uh, you know, a, a governance vote? But is there there's, there's something on, on the product side that needs to be changed about that? Um, so we have, well, basically we have to develop the smart contracts to handle it. So right now you vote yes or no. Is it a claim or is it not? And it gets paid out or not. Um, okay. so, what we, so what we need to do is instead of voting yes or no, that you vote with a percentage. So we go, you know, you want to vote out half, uh, pay half of the um, claim payment or the third or whatever. And then you have to have a way of aggregating the the um, the averages and create an average um, payout based on the votes. Um, and so that, that's basically what we need to do. And once, and once that's in place, um, you can start um, developing new products that are a bit more flexible. Um that and um, that also potentially more sustainable, um, and so that that's going to be that's going to be key. Like you know something like um, slashing cover on ETH 2.0. You want it like someone wants to um, cover their 32 ETH, 
Um, but we don't really want to pay out the whole 32 ETH if like a couple of slashing events happen. You want to kind of just pay out um, what was lost. Um, and so it's going to make the product more sustainable and the price lower. Um, but, you know, we need some need some protocol changes to make that happen. Got it. Got it. Um, and will that will that be still, though, up to the uh, uh, the governance vote to what that uh, that claim uh, that gets fulfilled is? Um, for instance, you know, if someone's trying to cl- uh, makes a claim for 32, um, but um, the, the it makes more sense to, uh, you know, to, to pay out uh, much less than that. How, how is that uh, going to be determined? Yeah, so the, the actual payout will be determined by the claims voting process, essentially using a, some sort of weighted average vote on on the amounts. So, um, you know, say you have five voters, one votes for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, then you kind of take an average of those and, you know, end up with something like a 25% um, payout or something. Um, and, and so that's the kind of the way it would work. Um, and so the, the user would then kind of submit um, the claim and then they, they wouldn't get um, always get 100%. They'd, um, they'd get whatever the average of the voters is. So it, essentially, it's it's still going to be up to the voters. Um, we just need to do the, the protocol change. Got it. Got it. Okay. Okay, cool. Well, um... Yeah, no, this has been this has been great. Uh, really appreciate the update. And uh, yeah, is there anything else uh, on our end that uh, you know that makes sense to chat about? Um, no, I don't don't think so. Um, yeah, I think no, it's been really good. Um, yeah, it's just a really kind of an update we've been we've been up, but yeah, really helpful. Cool, cool. Well, thanks a ton, Hugh. Appreciate the time, and uh, yeah, congrats on progress. We'll we'll talk again soon. Cool. Cheers. Bye. All right. See you, man. Cool.